0: Hello, everybody. It's Friday. It's twelve o'clock, uh, which means it's wow ergonomics. Um, Stephen, how are you?
1: I'm very well. Yourself?
0: Are you are you are you with us? I hear you had a late night last night. I am with you. Yes, I'm fine. I I got rudely awakened by the dustman, but uh, by, by um, <laughs> the quote blur. I uh, I got yeah. No, I got rudely awakened uh, last night at uh, mm. oh look. We haven't gone live on LinkedIn for some reason. Oh, oh, come on! Having trouble streaming to LinkedIn. It's a it's a problem on LinkedIn's end. Oh, is what, it? Well, we what we do is keep going. And, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, and then I'll have to restream it to LinkedIn later. You yeah. naughty LinkedIn people. Tut tut tut. Honestly, um, yeah. But uh, as I was rude, uh, saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by the technology.
1: Mm. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was a good night last night. Went out last night. Um, enjoyed a enjoyed a gig in Bristol. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I got woken up by the kids at half six this morning, as per usual. When I stumbled in at one o'clock, I was perfectly fine. Will you be
1: flagging later? Will you be flagging later, or you just keep pushing through?
0: No, just uh, enough cups of tea. I'll be. I'll be fine. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. be absolutely fine. Um, we've got a wonderful guest for you today, folks, uh, which, uh, and we're looking forward to talking to her. And we're going to bring her on now. So uh, if I can just move that out of the way uh, and and do that as well, I'm going to say a wonderful hello to Beth Jackson. Hi,
2: hello Beth. How are well, you? I have to apologise because every time I do a LinkedIn live, it doesn't go live on LinkedIn. So it's, okay, so me. it's your fault. It's it you. It's
0: right. your okay. fault.
1: Okay. Right, kick Why
2: her does off. She do that? Next guest. <laughs> Every time I've done well, it. Well, it will go line. out in
0: LinkedIn later because what I'll do is I'll, I'll just reschedule it straight away afterwards to go out. And actually, it's not – I'll tell you what. I don't think it's your fault. It's I'm going to blame Rebecca Pay. Okay. Uh, okay. And Rebecca, if you're watching, it is your fault because um, and Rebecca announced today that she was doing a live at midday as well. And I did say uh. to her, that's lovely. And I would normally come along and watch your thing, but that clashes with wow. And she went, oops. Yeah, so it does. Uh, so now it won't because we're, I'll probably put it out at one o'clock and, mm. uh, and then people can see it then. So there we're going to go. you to
2: go. Rebecca then. It's good to have an arch enemy every now and then. I like that. It's not an arch
0: enemy. I'm not enemies with anybody uh, <laughs> on, on LinkedIn. I, you know, every everybody's, everybody's my friend, apart from the people that don't like me. Um, Beth, <laughs> for uh, the people that have never met you before or don't know, uh, tell us a little bit about you.
2: I am Beth. I'm one half of Two Sisters Accounting. Just try and make accounting a little bit more fun because let's be honest, it's boring. Um, And just try and make it understandable (laughs) for people because everyone has either been told at school that they're shit at maths, which has nothing to do with accounting, or thinks accountants are scary because their dad's mate was mean to them once. And so we're just trying to (laughs) strip that away and just be like, normal people can be accountants. Um, And Small businesses need to understand the numbers. Otherwise, they ain't going to do well. Um, and it really upsets me when people are like, oh, no, I don't touch my number because I don't understand it. We're getting rid of that.
0: Yeah, good. It's changing, though, isn't it? Um, account, the, the face of accountancy is changing. Yeah. Because you're right. When I was at school, someone said they wanted to be an accountant. When No, actually, listen, I'm lying. Nobody said I want to be an accountant <laughs> when they grow up. It, it was that or... Estate agents, no no disrespect to any estate agent. This was just what was being said at the time, okay? Mm. Um, this is just rhetoric. But uh, you know, state agents, you didn't want to work as an estate agent, you didn't want to work for HMRC, no oh. one still does. Um and <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be an accountant. Uh, you know, no. all, all of those all of those professions were seen as probably boring. Yeah. Um, in, in some shape or form. Did you ever want to be an accountant, Steve? Not, Not really.
2: I didn't no. want to be
0: an accountant.
1: <laughs> no. Are there any accountants who wanted to be accountants? That's what Graham. there's a poll. There is a yeah. poll for you. Oh, for accountants only, hand on heart, who actually wanted to be an accountant and see what your response is on that one. And I think going by Beth's
0: reaction, it's going to be pretty low. Massively massively but so that's a good question for you first off question is how come if you didn't really want to be an accountant and you know you know accountants accountancy might be boring how come you ended up being an accountant and is it just because there was a rebellious nature inside you and you thought I could be the accountant that isn't that accountant
2: no. It, um, I mean, it's partly to do with the rebellious nature, but it's because I dropped out of college when I was 17 because I hate traditional education. <laughs> and nice. the I applied for a job in customer services and they went, oh, you've got an AS level in maths, we'll stick you in the payroll department. So I fell into it, as many accountants do. I got given a job and I went, "Oh, yeah, I am all right at this and it'll probably pay me some money. And here we are today.
0: <laughs> I like that. It's just like OK, actually, I find I can do this. It's not that bad after all. And then, you know, a few years down the line, you're there and you're just doing it. What is it that um, what is it you're mainly trying to change about the face of accountancy? What, what's, what's really needed?
2: It's not so much the face of accountancy, it's more small businesses and their attitudes towards their accounts, because it makes, especially with women mm. in business, so many of them are have believed that they're bad at numbers and therefore just stick their head in the sand or think that account are scary and stuff, and then don't understand their business numbers. If you say to them, you know, what's your turnover? They haven't got a clue. I'm like, how can you grow your business? How can you... Push to the next step. How can you know if you're making any money? Like if what you're doing is worth your time, all of that. If you don't understand your numbers, so it's more from like a business point of view. I don't want people running businesses for and then not having a clue what they're doing.
0: Yeah do Do you think time plays a big element in it though as well? I mean, it's just or or well, here's the other thing as well. Although I say there were loads of people that said that they didn't want to be an accountant. We did also believe that accountants made lots of money um so is it that people think well actually you know it's going to cost me a lot of money if i put it via an accountant
2: people do definitely think that um we're not we're probably not as expensive as you think we are i mean if you try and go to like kpmg or ernest young yeah i mean they cost thousands of pounds but they probably also won't let you be their client because you're not a million tried last
0: week they said no yeah
2: (laughs) And I can confirm that actually most accountants, if they're working in practice, they're like working for other business, other small businesses. It's it's the people that are in businesses. So it's like the people that are being finance directors for like million pound companies. They're the ones that make the big cash.
1: Hmm. Is it very much a regional sort of business? I mean, obviously we've had the whole move to online with COVID and everything, sort of sort of speeding up that sort of trans, the, the online transactional piece. But is it very much accountants, like you said, with estate agents before? Is it tend to be people work in geographical areas or is it now, has that changed or?
2: Ever since we've started, we've had clients across the UK. We have, we do have some local because some people still like the idea that they can come and see us. Hmm. But in reality, we maybe see a client every six months. And that's, right. I mean, I don't mean like one client, per, like we see in total out of all our clients, maybe one per six months. People just don't want right. to see you because we've all realized that actually leaving your house, Going to an office, sitting there for an hour, having a polite cup of tea and stuff. It's all, It's just a time killer. And everyone's like, I don't have enough time. I'm busy. So people would rather email us. Zoom, us, do all of that. They don't really want to see me in person, which is ace for me. Because it means I don't have to get dressed. <laughs>
0: yeah. When uh, Just a little disclaimer there. When Beth says that she doesn't need to get dressed, uh, what she means is that she doesn't need to necessarily get dressed up uh, to to visit you. Uh, as an accountant, or, or to see you uh, in a, in an office somewhere, because <laughs> um, naked accountancy is a completely different thing. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, we won't. I mean, we, won't even, we won't keep even go digging. There. Keep digging, Graham. Keep digging. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's like the whole TikTok I'm an accountant thing. We don't go down that route. <laughs> no,
0: is that is that a thing? TikTok I'm an accountant.
2: Oh, oh it's. Um... Adult industry people—it's an in-joke in that instead of saying what they do. Right. They say, okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So boring. And nobody will ask them more questions. Right.
0: There we go. In, in terms of accountancy, one of the one of the things that has cropped up over the years is the busy season. Yeah. Yeah. Um just for anyone that's listening that's never never understood the seasonal changes of accountancy uh just explain what the busy season is or the busy time of year is and and then then maybe we can have a little conversation around that in terms of accountancy health and well-being because uh it's it's not a great time of year for accountants when it gets busy is it no so 31st of
2: January. Is the tax turn deadline. And if you are self employed, if you have a rental property, if you earn over 100 grand, if you're director of a limited company, 100, if you've sold, if you regularly sell shares, 101 reasons that you need to do a tax return, they've all got to be in by the 31st of January. You have from April through to the 31st of January Mm. to get them filed. You've got a good nine months. However, everybody loves a deadline, don't we? We all work to. No, I don't.
0: I hate them honestly I, 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 look I'm, I'm gonna let you finish but I do want to come back to this as a topic because I get really annoyed with HMRC about this whole deadline thing. but yeah carry on. Please. I mean I'm in
2: your I'm in your camp, Graham, but everyone else it, you know you've got to take the kids swimming and do 15 other things the attached turn just falls down the pile until I'm screaming at you. Um, so most people gets it gets about now when people start thinking, oh gosh I should do that. But a lot of them don't send me their stuff until December, possibly mid-January. And they go, oh, well, it's due by the end of January. So I'll get it to you mid-January because, you know, that's when you want it. It's not when I want it. I want it in June. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: What can be done? What can be done to sort of smooth out that workload? I mean, is there anything that can, is it behavioural? Is it something that HMRC can do something? Is this something that can be sort of helped to smooth out that that sort of time constraint or, or craziness that you have to go through?
2: I mean it's the million I mean it's a million pound question I this year I'm not too worried about December and January because I have my list and I've got I sort of portion people off into which months they're going to get done and I know the people that tend to get it to me early. I leave a chunk of the people that I know regardless of what I do. I could turn up on their doorstep and threaten to hit them with a fish and they will not get it to me until <laughs> mid January okay. like you just you learn your clients, you learn their mm. behavior and then you plan your work. To, to know your clients some people you can educate some people you can bribe some people you can you know just harass them and, and they'll get it to you earlier some people you just have to accept they ain't doing it Do no
0: you. i think there is some things that can be done um i've been doing some work with a guy called profice chamber if i don't know whether you've come across him at all
2: Beth. I, i'm terrible with names to be honest
0: <laughs> okay um he's he's created quite a unique piece of middleware solution between people and their accountants. right? And what he's done is he's looked at that problem and he's, he's kind of identified that actually the bit in the middle, which is kind of getting all of the stuff together, traditionally means that people need to do some of that themselves and use bits of software and whatever. And, you know, actually sit at a computer for a little bit of time and whatever so what he's done is he's he's got a and i'm not saying this is going to be the only solution but i like i like the way that he was going with it he's recognized that a lot of busy business owners after the, of getting the, the invoices out which is probably hard enough for a lot of uh, of small business owners anyway but after getting the invoices out and maybe chasing the money to come in all of the rest of it is just a faff um so He's created a, a, this solution, which is part AI. It's part outsourced bookkeeping, uh, and you literally just throw your, your throw your figures at them, <laughs> and they just make sure it all happens. Um, yeah, it is quite clever, and he's 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 found ways of doing it which people find the least amount of effort. So you can literally use things like WhatsApp, and you can there's a particular WhatsApp channel, and you can literally just go, here's this here's that and you don't have to like put it in the right boxes or whatever like you do with some bits of software you literally upload and someone that's a proper bookkeeper at the other end looks at it and goes well that's meant to be there that's meant to be there and then they just send send it all back down to you and they go right it's ready for your accountant now
2: that's clever
0: yeah so i think i think part of it could be a time related thing i think it could just be like Everybody, because everybody's sort of in business is traveling at 100 miles an hour nowadays. Um, and they just don't have time to like sit and go, oh, I've got to do that, I've got to do that. And and ultimately, although the accounts, and here's kind of the correlation between ergonomics as well, although accounts should be a really fundamental and important part of your business, I think for a lot of people, cerebrally, it's not. Mm because actually what they think is really important part of the business is making the money yeah they don't see the correlation I think between getting your accounts knowing how much money you've actually got to spend <laughs> and making money yeah so it, it's it's kind of like that old kind of human nature thing about like what does the piece of work look like it's like a piece of work looks like uh, somebody needs a hole dug, I go out, I dig a hole, right? Not like, ah, I need to dig the hole, I need a spade or, and a, or a bucket and I need all of this equipment and that costs money and in order to buy that, I need to make sure I've got enough money and therefore I need to know all of the monetary side first before I know that I can actually go and dig the hole. Mm. People just think about that needs doing that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go out, I'm going to do that. And then maybe I'll charge for it. Builders must be a really good example, Beth.
2: I think you, the example, your example works until it flips on its head when it comes to people's accounts, when they suddenly go, oh my God, I need to do my accounts. And they think it's this huge mammoth s- six month thing that they think it's Mm. going to take them three days and it's like actually when you sit down and do it it's probably going to take you two hours It's but I think everyone in their head builds it up to be this absolute task and so they put it off and put it off and put it off because they're like oh my god it's going to be huge it's going to be terrible it's like every you know everything that you build up in your head when you actually do it you're like that's embarrassing that was really you know know what I
1: can totally agree with that because when I do my self-assessment I get the email that comes through like the second week of April from HMRC and it gets done about July or August and it's re- when you when I do it it takes like 40 minutes but in my head the email just sits in the in the inbox oh no, I'll do it next weekend I'll do it next weekend and then it's like when you do it it's like what was the hassle it was really really straightforward why did now, I make see, that
0: a massive issue when it wasn't when I was talking about this earlier Beth and I was saying well I I, I because I don't know whether it's my ADHD or whatever, but when when that self-assessment... I'm waiting for it. You know, I'm even asking HMRC for it. And when that, when that self-assessment date comes through or whatever, I'm right on there. April the 6th, I'm right on there. I'm filling it all in. I'm doing it. And then I'm like, I've done it. I've done it. I've done it, you know. Now, what I don't like, going back to that conversation, is all the way then throughout the year... HMRC send me things that make me panic yeah. because they I, go, yeah. you haven't you haven't done your accounts you haven't done your accounts you haven't done your accounts. So they send me reminders. Yeah. It's time to do your accounts, and then I, I i i can ignore it completely for the first few months. But it's about sort of six months in. I'm then going, have I done it. Haven't I done it? Is it? Have I done it for this year or is it next year that I haven't? They confuse the. Yeah. out of me so much i just want them to leave me alone and yeah. what i really want them to send me a thing is a massive great day glow poster you remember day glow <laughs> um, day glow was great Stephen you must remember day glow yeah you know what I me mean? i do I want them to send me a massive <laughs> day glow poster that says well done you've done your accounts for this year go to go to bed sleep yeah. at night you know
1: the bit yeah, the bit awesome. that makes me panic more now on top of the email is the fact where you load the HMRC app onto your iPhone, oh, and, and then you know where you know where you've got a message where, where there's like a little circle and the what and it just denotes there's a, a notification like oh, I don't want to look at that. What do they want? I thought I'd done it. Oh, I just keep, and then it keeps bothering you. It's just like there's, a, there's oh, I must have a look.
2: No, yeah. just don't get the app.
1: Okay, there yeah. we go. App delete that
0: first job after this. Delete the app. Beth said. fix
2: that for you.
0: Yeah, thank you. But. You know, I, and don't get me on my high horse about the, the, the whole thing, but, you know, ultimately as well, I'd just like to say, government, that um, if... Any anyone in particular on, or just the whole... No, I was just going to say, put- but if those those brown envelopes that you... said Well, HMRC in particular. Okay. Those brown envelopes that you send through the post, year in, year out, hundreds of them, that are just repeat information. A, if we really wanted to be sustainable, we'd stop Cutting down yeah. trees and making envelopes and sending out bits of paper and B, just think of all the money we could save. We could oh, and, and 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 we could just give it back to people and then and then we'd have less money problems. So just stop it. It's just if they,
2: if they stop sending you all that waste post, reminding you to do a tax return you've already done or sending out the mass hmm. emails reminding you to do a tax return you've already done, they could afford to buy us all glow posters.
1: There we go. Problem solved. Oh, Beth, you've
0: made my day. There we go. But what well, because um, we diverged from the subject, which was so during, <laughs> was, during i I busy, totally
1: forgot what the subject was, the, to be honest. Busy,
0: the busy time of year. Yes. When it, when we get to that busy time of year where, where you're doing you're doing all of that stuff, um nine to five kind of goes out the window, doesn't it? Not for me. Oh not for you. Good. <laughs> I love this.
2: Um, because I, like I say, I've planned it, I have planned it from like, from April, I've been working through tax returns. I have my schedule, I have my plan, I'm also a fairly, like, I'm a fairly chronically exhausted person, like, so I have to plan, it's the reason I don't really work Fridays, because I need... To rest on Fridays and I work from home Wednesdays, so I have like a midweek oh, okay. sofa day to manage my energy. So yeah. actually, for me, if I try to work outside of nine to five, it's a waste of time anyway. I'm not doing anything. I get to sort of half four and my brain's gone. If I try and work into the evening, I'm just sitting there head on a keyboard, and then I have to undo everything I did the de- like the next morning. I look at what I did the last night, and I'm like, what is that? Yeah. So for me, no. I know for a lot of accountants they put hundreds of hours in, um, but Part of what we do at the firm, Jesse does it with the limited company accounts as well. We work from year end date, not we don't work to filing ah. dates. So, so once you're past your company year end, we're then looking: can we do your accounts? Can we do your tax return? Let's get it done then, instead of going, oh, we're a month away from your filing date. We'll now start the work. We, which a lot of accountants seem to do, and they're doing it backwards.
0: <laughs> okay, so this this actually is a really interesting discussion. So. Does this mean that a lot of accountants are doing it wrong?
2: I mean, I'm not allowed to say that, but yes.
0: <laughs> ah. So massive ergonomic principle is mm-hmm. get your workflow right. Because if you get your workflow right, then actually you put less pressure on yourself in terms of tasks.
2: Huge. So many accountants work to filing date, which is just for me it's backwards once you're past your year end you've Mm. got nine months to do it so why not do it when you've got nine months to do it instead of when you've got a month to do it Mm. obviously again there's some clients where you chase and chase and chase and they ignore you but then there's only one or two that you're trying to fit in but Mm. you've got the time to fit it in because you've still got eight months for everyone else you know you still got time for everything you'll build we build in time for everything Mm. which is why when people come to us and they're like i've only got a month to do my accounts nobody can help me can you help and we're like yeah, sure. We've got we've got loads of capacity because mm. we've planned our work. Neither I us love like this. neither of us yeah. like being stressed. We both struggle with being tired and exhaustion and stuff like that. So you have to plan around that. You have to plan that actually you might need a week where you just need to sit down quietly. And if you've left yourself no time to do that, it's going to explode. So we don't.
1: It's interesting you say that because I I know a family friend and I remember him saying that you won't see me in January. Literally. He, that was it, January. Don't don't ask me to anything social, sporting or anything because, and again, like you say, that could well be down to the clients, but he was that was the, the way he was, is that I'm literally January the 1st to the 31st, pff,
0: diary's full, full on work. But that, because it sounds though, it's down to not communicating with your clients properly about what you need and when.
2: Some of it is. Some of them yeah. will just, like I say, some of them because we do. We I, I start harassing people from April. I think every month or so. Sensible. They get an automated email. The software does it for you. They get an automated email saying, "Oi, give me your stuff." Then Oi.
1: we does it actually say, "Oi, Oi, I love that." Oi, give me your stuff.
2: <laughs> the automated one though, not The one we when we send updates to our clients throughout the year that I actually write myself. Some of them do have Oi in them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Do you know what I think that's uh, that's better again it, going back to HMRC I'm oh. sure there's lovely people at HMRC I think it would be I, I think it would be great if actually that was the kind of terminology oi give me your accounts net or mm. give me your end of year uh, self assessment now and then it could soften when you've done it as well you, it could be you're a lovely person <laughs> you've you've given me all of your wonderful figures here's what you owe me um, so there, yeah, that'd be good So Twisting that round to ergonomics And why I say it's the same, same thing Is because that's the same Issue we kind of have with people And Sort of taking care of themselves In terms of creating Better ergonomics where they work as well Which is that Actually they think in their head That it is going to be a big thing Yeah I think for a lot of people, they think, mm. you know, sorting it out on a day-to-day basis, too much effort. And it's going to be, it's going, this is going to be a big thing. I'm now going to need lots and lots and lots of special mm. stuff, maybe, in order to sort it out. And actually, it might only be a tiny little thing, or it might be only tiny little adjustments. And uh, talking about one of our favourite topics of conversation, working with a laptop, Stephen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and for Beth, you're here today because actually you saw Sarah's post, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I saw that. And then you called
1: the, the, the challenge was put down to, for Beth to come on the show, wasn't it? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. There you
0: go. Right. But that little thing of like Sarah's now got something to work with and whatever. But the, the thing is that so many people think, uh, Oh, i wouldn't be i couldn't be bothered with that i just got to get the laptop i get the laptop out you know this means i've got to actually like plug in a separate keyboard i've got to use a separate mouse and whatever it's five minutes at yeah. the end of the day right but you being what people don't think about is five minutes at maybe at the beginning of the day or maybe you know because you probably have that all set up if you're working from home all the time but Five minutes when maybe you go to to a cafe for three or four hours to work or whatever it might only be five minutes, but if you spend that five minutes, the difference then in terms of your productivity and how you feel and whatever for the next three hours is immense. So rather than then when you're sitting there, you're going, "Oh, I can't focus, I can't concentrate, my back hurts, or, you know, I, I, mm. you know, I feel miserable, I need to toilet every five minutes because I'm hunched over, whatever." All of those things, they all disappear because you've actually done it right in the first place, and you spent those five minutes. It's pretty much, you see, it's virtually exactly the same. Five minutes doing your accounts, get it done.
2: Exactly. Right? I think. I think mm. another tying across the two is it, people are scared of being told off for doing it wrong with accounts. Oh, they're scared yeah. that they're going to be told off for doing yeah. it wrong, and I imagine with you guys, they're like, mm. "Oh, I'm too embarrassed. I don't want to admit that I, you know, yeah. I'm working from a bin bag. They can't know, and they're embarrassed." And it's like we. I mean we might judge you quietly, but we're not gonna judge you to your face. <laughs>
0: no. no. We're not even gonna judge you. I mean, if that's what if that's what you're doing, I and mean, that's just that's just what you're doing, isn't it? The, the the truth of the matter is no one knows until they know, do they?
2: Exactly. Yeah. This is what I have to say to people all the time. They get really embarrassed and it's like, well, you don't know until you're told, and now I'm telling you, if I've told you 15 times and you've still not got there, then you know, we need to adjust we need to work something yeah. out. But you can't be embarrassed about not knowing something because you know. No. Not yeah.
1: i am um, i spent wednesday this week with one of our um partners resellers of our products it was national customer service week so i was invited in
0: mm. uh, oh hello hang on
1: uh hang for on. anyone Got that's that.
0: listening to this right now a, cat, a cat has appeared mm. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: it's a, it's hey, a wonderful it's a wonderful uh specimen of the species <laughs> this yes. is
2: bruno yeah sorry he obviously decided he wasn't getting enough bruno, attention
0: who's uh sure. what, what type of cat is that
2: a ginger one. <laughs> well,
0: just a ginger one. I don't know the technical name. Um, ginger cat, cat has oh God, appeared on no the screen one... called cool. Bruno. What, Bruno after Frank? No,
1: Frank I do Or Tonioli. Like Tony... Bruno, Bruno Brooks.
0: Bruno <laughs> Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
1: 1985.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking like a perm, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Are they Bruno... the only three Brunos we've got? Tonioli brooks and frank
0: yeah
2: and later days don't talk about bruno from encanto but he 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 predates encanto
0: yeah there you go
2: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Steven, you no, sorry. no, that's
1: no, absolutely fine I, you know i'm used to it on this show um, no i was just saying i was on wednesday it's been national customer services week so i was with one of our reseller partners this week training their customer service team around um, ergonomics, you might have seen some of the posts they put out this week, Grayman. and it was really interesting, just sort of going back to basics and, and sort of educating the team around it, and so much interest came back, but sort of one of my favourite analogies, which I use probably in every training session, is about your head, uh, and Graham will know this, weighing approximately the same as a 10-pin bowling ball. Oh, it's so, that, you know, explaining that the fact that you're sort of leaning forward for a number of hours, the pressure it creates on your Shoulder and your neck and your back just from that alone is immense, and you you sort of go through that, and people go, "Actually, do you know what? Now you mention that, and it is just a case of you know what you know. If 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 people don't know any different, then like we've always said on this show, working with a laptop flat on a table. Oh well, I've seen it in IKEA and I've seen it in the BBC website and I've seen it on social media. It must be okay. If that's what you see, that's what you know. But actually, we're sort of sort of trying to Blow that to one side, aren't we, Graham? And getting the norm being the laptop in a different position with some type of supporting accessory. So I say for me, it was really interesting going back to basics and sort of seeing the penny drop with a lot of people and then going, Yeah, actually, we have that issue. We can relate to what you're talking about now. We understand why your company makes these things. We just maybe didn't they know the lot of them actually existed or they were available or out there.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's quite that whole head thing by the way i'm just seeing if i can steal mm. off the internet very very oh, quickly yeah. uh some kind of graphical representation there,
1: there is this. one i've seen and it talks about for every de- i can't remember, for every degree you move your head forward how much it multiplies yeah, exactly the weight of your I'm, head that's the one you're thinking of isn't it and that's, yeah that's what i'm getting right now are you falling
0: asleep? The best falling asleep. No, there we I just want to see how much heavier my head feels the
2: further forward it is.
0: Because <laughs> here we go, folks. Have you for, found for it. Anyone that wants to know, here we go. Right. So uh, this is this is here it, basically. Go. So if your your head weighs around five kilograms, all right, and that's the downward pressure on your uh, on your cervical spine, your the, your neck, basically, at naught degrees, but for Every one of those 15 degree tilts, that five kilogram weight gets increased by those um, increments. Mm. So at 15 degrees, 12k, 30 degrees, 18k, 45 degrees, 22k. By the time you get to 60 degrees, 27 kilograms. So it's over five times the weight, Your head, the, the pressure or the weight pressure
1: is increased yeah. fivefold simply by taking what looks like a standard mobile phone position.
2: Bonkers.
0: It is bonkers. And then people wonder, right, and you've all experienced this, I know, um, why when you sit there and then you stop doing work and you get that kind of burning sensation Mm. right here in the base of the neck, that's because that part of the neck's been taking a lot of weight for a long time, Um, you know, and that's why you end up sitting there going, oh, my goodness, my neck, Mm. for the rest of the day. Just don't do it. You know the fact of the matter is what we need to really try and get people to stop doing is do it when uh, they've got an actual chance to do it with computers and whatever because one of the things is beth we're probably never going to stop people using one of these you're not right that but by the way for those that are listening that's me holding up a mobile phone yeah not, not a ginger cat um <laughs> So, what, the, the ginger cat holding up the mobile phone, or you holding up the ginger cat? Cats are holding actually much better. Phone. Cats are much better at holding up mobile phones. If you've okay. ever gone on Instagram and had a look, there's loads of photos of cats holding, because they've got four legs and they can put it between their bottom legs. And, and anyway, but for humans, we can't. So, therefore, when we're using one of these things as we're sort of going about our day, we do tend to spend a lot of time looking down at the mobile phone Mm. so because we're going to be doing that anyway which isn't ideal and there are things you can get by the way for your desk that help you sort of hold your phone up as well but because we are going to be doing that then then what we don't want to be doing is doing that when we've got a fixed kind of screen in front of us Mm. the rest of the time uh so all of you people who have been wondering out there whether or not it's worth buying a laptop stand yes it, it is
2: because your this, head is. is heavy
0: Yeah, heavy. it's it's as he- it's it's blinking heavy it's it's not just heavy it's it's really heavy um <laughs> and just to make you feel better about it in case you were wondering whether or not it is completely worth it just think about it this way folks you like to think that you're intelligent don't you well the more intelligent you are the more brains you've got the more you brains you've got the more your head weighs it's probably scientifically not true, but at least if we tell people that, then they're more likely to do it. I think well, it must be true. If you've got a bigger brain, it's got a way more, surely. It doesn't mean to say because you've got a bigger brain, there's more in it. No. It might, just, it might just be.
2: It's like koalas have really smooth brains, and it's to do with how many brain dimples you've got that makes you smart. So koalas have really smooth brains because they're really dumb.
0: Are, we, are they really dumb? <laughs> oh, they are really sad, cute, though. They're really cute, though. <laughs> They really cute they, they're not intelligent. They really don't need big brains, do they? They just sit there and go.
1: And yeah. They, I mean, and, don't and they and just eat eucaly- just eucalyptus leaves? Is that isn't that what they do all day?
2: Yeah, because they don't breathe. actually get enough energy from the eucalyptus to fuel no. them. So they have to eat so much of it. I mean, they're a very badly designed animal. Apart from the fact that they're so stinking cute.
0: Mm, yeah. It tell us if if, if it's not too personal, um, Beth. You say that you you kind of have to have. Breaks during the day for yourself and, and rest, etc. And you know, you've got some kind of chronic fatigue?
2: Nothing diagnosed. I'm just a very tired person. And I always right. have been. Yeah. The doctors Do don't, fit? the doctors have no answers. So I've just learned to adapt my life, which, you know.
0: I don't know whether you've come across that kind of more in recent times, Stephen, but I certainly, I, I know when I was out assessing, I was seeing more and more people. Quite a few had got um, a diagnosis of fibromyalgia or, mm. or chronic fatigue syndrome or whatever, but the more and more people who do have the need to to rest as part of their day. Um, so I mean, is I mean it- anecdotally,
1: we were all everyone was hit during COVID, wasn't there? Everyone despite the fact, you know, we were doing less in terms of we weren't, you know, well, we weren't moving around as much or traveling, etc. Everyone was just wiped out at the end of the day, weren't they? It just seemed to sort of sweep, sweep across everyone. And, and whether some of that sort of, ex, you know, carried on with a lot of people, I guess it could well be, couldn't it?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think part of it is, you know, it comes from being non-mobile anymore. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's a different kind of tired. Let's just talk about this for a minute. It's a different kind of tired when you're active and then you're tired, from when you're non-active and tired. I think it's. I think people don't realise just how kind of uh, almost uh, physically demanding it is not to move as well.
2: I find yeah. so yeah, I've, I'm one of those, I've always been a not, I like, I've always needed nine hours sleep minimum to function. Mm-hmm. I've always been one of those people. I need a lot of sleep. It's for me, it pre like, it's just, you know, I think it's a family thing. We're just a tired, genetically exhausted. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Britishies>. I, but, <laughs> like, and which is partly why for me, I have to go into winter having plans, my workload and stuff. Cause I know winter's worse. Vitamin D is mm-hmm. a huge thing. Everybody yep. in the UK should take a vitamin D supplement. There's my little, soapboxing because we're all chronically deficient in this horrible dark miserable and
0: country. omega-3 apparently uh, that Um that i'm i'm learning
2: which makes a huge difference to your energy levels um i can't even remember my point it's gone uh, it's left me i got i got distracted by talking about vitamin d um,
1: this often happens on this show where we just completely lose our thread and it comes back <laughs> just after the show's ended and it's like oh, i want to go back on i've just remembered that point
0: so i've seen i've seen and been hearing more and more information on nutrition etc of late um and i've been talking to people that are doing doing the blood balance tests and uh um somebody that's in one of my network groups is a leading nutritionist and she's just written a book hi rachel called the burnout bible and it's quite what's quite interesting is that when you start looking at food groups and, and things is one of the things I didn't realize is that one of the reasons we're struggling with nutrition is because a lot of the foods that we eat uh, are lacking, which which would have been traditionally rich in various things that we need are now not rich in those things. So there's a lack of vitamins and whatever in fresh fruit because of the way that we've, we farmed it or whatever. There's a lack of omega three in a lot of fish because of the way that they're they're being farmed as well. And so we're not naturally getting what we would have done from the natural food cycle. So we are having to look at maybe putting replacement uh, supplements into the body in as you know on top of the food chain in order to get it right. And that has a massive effect on how tired we are, and how you know how we how we function. And and I, I don't think enough of us actually look into it. To be honest,
2: no, um, I, I find it all baffling. I've remembered what we were talking about. We we're talking about the difference between like the physical and the mental exhaustion. Because yeah. I have it. I had a period. I mean, it was over the summer, which is even worse. But I think it's because it was such a bleak summer. I had about a month where I was just knackered the whole time. And eventually, I managed to come out the other side. And felt good again and then I just had a really bad bad night's sleep one night and I woke up the next day and I was like oh my god I'm I'm tired but I'm just tired I'm not like exhausted I'm not fatigued I'm not struggling I'm just tired and when you suddenly like Mm. have the difference between just I've had a shit night's sleep and I'm like my brain is exhausted and you suddenly realise there's such a difference between the different sorts of tired that there are out there as well, which I think you sort of don't realise a lot of the time. You just think, Oh, I just need a nap. But sometimes it's not Mm. that sometimes you just, your brain needs to shut up for a bit or whatever.
0: Do you think we're heading into an interesting period in terms of work where, you know, the, the nature of work, everything is so fast and we are online all of the time. We can't kind of, we can't kind of switch anything off, but people, there's such variance in terms of what people need in terms of being on and being off, etc. that we, uh, we're going to have to, especially from the, the kind of ergonomics now, our, our sort of sector point of view, Stephen, do you think we're going to have to start finding different ways of assessing because it, it's not necessarily that you can say well this person's in an office 9 to 5 and this is where they work and whatever you know and it might well be that you're going to have to have people do split shifts or people mm. are going to only have to work you know maybe maybe they work a bit in the morning and maybe they work a bit at night but actually the middle of the day is out of bounds for them i just think that there's going to become a lot of difference out there yeah. and that, that's going to have, have an impact in terms of the way management are going to have to look at performance from people and the well being of people as well. I mean one of the things I've heard sort of mentioned and I think it's probably been in the la-
1: more in the last two or three years is is around where organizations are assessing people. But actually, they need to assess them across multiple locations. So previously, it would be my job was 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, in that office, in that chair. So the assessment, to all intents and purposes, was relatively straightforward. But then, well, actually, hang on a second. I only come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I work at home Monday and Friday. So you need to come and assess me in that environment. And I think a lot of the things going back specifically around things like accessories, Graham, one of the things that I've heard people say quite a bit recently is, it's fine when I'm in the office, because I've got this, and I've got that, and I've got the other. But when I work from home, I don't have anything. And therefore, is all the good stuff that's being done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just being negated by the poor provision or poor setup they've got on a Monday or Friday? So I think for me, it's the the assessment piece where that needs to carry on developing is for organisations is to is to assess across. You've got to be realistic, but all the potential locations in which someone will work, not just their main office desk where they they spend sixty percent of the time. There's got to be some sort of flexibility, or or you're almost the good works being underdone, or you know negated by all the the, the bad work, as it were.
0: Yeah. I think one one of the really fundamental things there as well is that I think organisations need to be brave in terms of telling uh, someone that maybe a particular location isn't suitable for them mm. to work in. And rather than trying to find a way of making it work and then realising if they've got a problem trying to work out how to fix that problem very quickly a really good example of that is the one of the things i found when we when we went in initially went into lockdown and i was still doing some assessments was some of the people that would be like trying to have assessments with over zoom they could literally go this is my house and you could see their house on zoom so it would be like I'm sat on the end of the bed, and this shelf here that's affixed to the wall—that's my desk. Mm. And that you can see over there—that's the kitchen, and that's the shower. In front of me, just over there, that's the front door. You know, so so when a, when then a company are like, well, it'd be really good if we could get them a nice ergonomic chair and a desk mm. and a, that goes up and down, and it's like. You can't fit that in there. No. It ain't happening. It's just, you know, and and no joke, no word of a lie. I even had someone go, well, potentially I could kind of fold up the bed and then bring it, <laughs> yeah. and then outside I've got, like, one of those plastic bike sheds, so I could take the bike out of that and then maybe I could put, like, a a desk and a chair in there and then bring it in every time I need to work and then take it back out again do you think it that's not going to happen is it that's but not going to be that's that. but,
1: but equally has an individual or an employee got a responsibility maybe in their desperation to work from home on a Monday and Friday or whatever it would be you know the other days are available but is it their desperation to work from home that they themselves put themselves in a position where they're working in something that is unsuitable Mm -hmm. so yes I think absolutely the employer has a responsibility and it'd be interesting to know whether employers who allow that split working actually go out and look at the premises but equally I suppose an employee has a responsibility they need to go do you know what I really want to work at home on a Friday because I want to get finished at half four and I want to go to the gym or whatever you want to do but actually if it's not right maybe they need to put their hand up and say actually this isn't this isn't for me this isn't going to work or I need some help to make this environment work because it really isn't suitable for me to perform productively and at the best of my ability.
0: Yeah I've seen one assessment written out assessment process where I thought it was quite a good home assessment process um, in terms of just the physical side of things and it actually wanted to know on it what is the square area of this space that you're working in mm. and you know are there any major sound issues or is there you know are there any access issues or, or anything anything like that quite quite in-depth questions and I thought actually that's quite good mm. because if someone is trying to work in a shoebox or it's like yeah I work here but you know, while I'm working here, I've got a next-door neighbour that's playing heavy metal all day long. I mean, it's just, you know, unless you can work with heavy metal in mm. the background. i not saying you can't. But, <laughs> the, but the thing is that those things are important because in an office space, those variables are controllable. The organisation can control those things. Mm. Once it's in somebody's home, they can't and... Yeah, so maybe it just needs to broaden and, and maybe more organizations just need to take more or put more emphasis on asking a few more questions that yeah yeah you know work from work from home but what does home actually look like because if if home isn't actually a great space to work in that mm. you know you're not doing yourself or us or anybody any favors we we there and there are alternatives as well um, you know we We've spoken to people like Becky from Reef. Have you heard of Reef, Beth?
2: Probably, I, think, I think it rings a bell, but like I say, I'm used it to it. It's an app.
0: That. It's an app. Other apps may well be available. I do not know. Uh, where you can, if you find yourself wherever you are in the country and you want to work in a in another space, you can just find a space to work in. Uh, And it will be it might be a coffee shop or or a a church or or a a restaurant that has got an available space and it will tell you what facilities they've got. So what kind of space have they got a quiet area? Have they got Wi-Fi? Have they got ergonomic aids? Um, It will tell you all of those sort of things and then allow you to um, make a make a booking and go. And it doesn't actually cost you anything to make that booking. Uh, and you even yeah. get discounts from uh some, from some of the places as well you just pay you just pay to use the app which is brilliant and I, I think maybe that's we we talked about that a lot didn't we during um yeah covid but maybe that's the answer let's use more of these available spaces that are you know becoming available on the high street as various places close to to make good working spaces where people got a choice if you can't work from home go and work somewhere else yeah yeah
2: all I can think is that when I was an employee, if my boss said, I'm going to come round and look at your house to see whether it's suitable to work from home, I'd be like, no, you're chuffing not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I don't work for anybody else anymore. But go. it's
0: difficult, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people do feel that way, Beth. And I and I appreciate that. But at the same time, you're doing work for them.
2: Yeah.
0: And therefore... Is that, is that space a space that you can work in?
2: It's a very, yeah. I know one of my friends works for a um, like a financial service company and she they have to sort of do a Zoom assessment. I think it's a security based thing, but like she's only allowed to work from spaces that they've done a Zoom assessment mm. to check but they do it over Zoom, but she's still only allowed to log on from spaces that have sort of been approved. So I guess that there is a way that you can do that because if you're doing it from a security point of view, you could build in a welfare point of view as well.
0: Well, it's been another a wonderful show. We've had a, a wonderful <laughs> guest today. In fact, two, if you count the cat, mm. uh, Beth and Bruno, the two <laughs> bees behind me. Have, have turned <laughs> up today. Um, we will now be trying to put this out live on LinkedIn afterwards. Um, I got a second message, by the way. I don't know whether I told you this. I got a second message from StreamYard to say that they were they talked to uh, LinkedIn in the middle of this. It says, looks like your stream isn't showing up on LinkedIn. This is uh, an issue with LinkedIn. They're working to fix it. Um, so there you go. Thanks, LinkedIn. For, uh, yeah. for As not- we've had
1: no comments during this this show, let's put it down to technology, shall we, and say it's not been streaming live. It, well,
0: it hasn't. It, well, it's no. has been streaming live uh, on uh, YouTube and Twitter yeah. because they always work. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn, not always. Um, but we will be streaming this live on LinkedIn in a minute. Um, Beth, if you could share this amongst your, uh, you know, wonderful community as well, that'd be mm-hmm. most appreciated. And and we did make a promise, which is that you came on, and we'd like to uh, help sort out your ergonomics. So if you could. Um before we disappear from your lives forever, take your iPhone, your Android, whatever it is that you have, uh, your da-ba-da-ba-da, and uh, take a photo, please, of uh, the uh, working space in front of you uh, and let us have a a copy of that. Then uh, we will will find something suitable for you.
2: The the truth is, usually when I work from home, I work from the sofa um, because I'm an animal because I only do it for, like, on wednesdays it's again it's an exhaustion thing so i can work while horizontal um i I made it to the dining room table for this because i didn't think you'd want this angle of me under a blanket um so i don't really want to send you a photo of it because you know that part where you're like i'm going to get told off yeah my my setup in the office is much better we have like laptop stands and desk duppy downy desks and stuff but this setup you're just going to see my puzzle
0: (laughs) (laughs) your
1: puzzle you see, why didn't we hear this at the start of the show? The
2: laptop's half on the puzzle. Honestly, all the time you've been talking about all these proper laptop okay. things, I've just been sat here like. Mm-hmm. When you
0: when you say puzzle, we know what are we what are we talking about? A jigsaw, a
2: jigsaw. A jigsaw puzzle. Puzzle. Right, yeah. how what?
0: big's the jigsaw puzzle? Um, it is a
2: thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle.
0: Is it? Yeah, but how how physically big is that? Just a bit bigger than a laptop.
2: Well, that that sort of
0: size, yeah, like yeah. A3 size, uh, maybe bigger than that, a little I
2: mean, bit I've bigger got, than I've that. Got,
0: yeah.
2: This is really getting row, but I mean, it's material. Oh, I see. There well.
0: we literally have what was in front of you now. <laughs> I Love it. Look, forget the forget the picture of your
1: working environment. Can we have the photo of the um, the jigsaw when it's completed? That's yeah. that, that's that's all we want now. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I
2: mean, so you have a prime example of how not. Yeah. not to work when you're yeah. speaking to two people that well, do work. I, I think we're still
0: I think what we'll do is we'll still uh sort you out with some equipment yeah. so that when you're uh, out and about uh meeting customers yeah or at, uh, at AccountEx or anything like that, uh you can you can work safely and comfortably.
2: Or All doing right? LinkedIn Live so I don't embarrass myself. Or right doing LinkedIn
0: Lives, absolutely or, or us. So, yeah. There we go.
2: I'm Folks. giving you like an improvement, an improvement. So I'll take a photo of this and then I'll take a photo afterwards. And I'll be like, look what they did. They made me not a mess.
0: Excellent. That's what we want exactly. to hear. Folks, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to Beth today, even though uh, she led us, merry Jigsaw, down yes. down the aisle of uh, Bruno. Um, we will be back, same time, same place, next week at uh, midday. Do stay safe out there. And, and remember, uh, accounts only takes five minutes. Simple as that. As, as yeah. does setting up a laptop stand. Mm. So, please do it <laughs> till next week. Bye for now. <laughs>